I speak to you in the name of one God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Amen. Have you ever dragged your feet in setting up your annual doctor's visit? Maybe put off scheduling a tune-up for your vehicle. Diagnostic evaluations can often be a bit daunting. Whether it be a doctor or a dentist checkup, maybe even taking a test at school, and I'm especially thinking of you students getting ready to take midterms and finals, or even taking your car to the mechanic. These wellness checkups are often, from my experience, events that I try to avoid. But as reluctant as we might be for these various checkups, they are designed to give us a snapshot of our health and development that will lead to new habits and ways of being intended to help us lead a fuller, healthier life. Jesus's words in this morning's lesson are in many ways like a wellness check. As one scholar describes, they're not meant to condemn or scare, but rather they invite us to take a snapshot of our overall health and growth that should lead to new practices and ways of being. Just like a doctor or dentist or teacher wants us to flourish, so does our God. On this Christ the King Sunday, the gospel from this morning's lectionary provides us with imagery of the Son of Man sitting on a throne separating sheep on one hand and goats on the other. In fact, it's the only detailed depiction of the Last Judgment in the entire New Testament. And it's interesting that in this lesson, the only criteria that the king uses to sort the sheep and the goats is whether or not they gave themselves away in love to the least of these. Jesus doesn't get hung up on the normal church squabbles we occupy ourselves with. Jesus instead describes a king who puts at his right hand a position of honor those who feed and clothe the poor. This king praises those who recognize human injustice and those who visit people in prison. This king acclaims those who welcome the stranger by offering hospitality and shelter. Quite contrary to what people in the first century and even us today would associate with a king Jesus provides imagery of a person who promotes compassion and humility over greed and selfishness. And I guess it's not too unexpected coming from a guy who ate with the poor and outcasts, a guy who honored women during a time when no one else would, a guy who elevated the worth of little children and those at the very bottom of the totem pole. The criteria that Jesus outlines give us an opportunity to examine how we, as followers of Christ, express our love of God through our love of the undervalued.
Jesus's emphasis on caring for the stranger, the prisoner, on giving freely to the hungry and sick, provide a diagnostic tool for us to assess our own righteousness and our own health. In addition to the diagnostic nature of this passage, it also provides a deeply pastoral truth about God that should not go unnoticed. Those familiar words in this lesson, just as you did it to one of the least of these, the sick, the hungry, the homeless, the oppressed, the imprisoned, you did it to me, indicates that God is not a remote supreme being above the clouds in the far reaches of the universe. Our reading this morning explains that Jesus is here in the messiness and chaos of human life. Jesus is found in the neighborhood of those most at risk, of those suffering, of those most in need. In seminary, I had a theology professor who explained that one of the most important aspects of the incarnation, the idea that Jesus is identical to God, is that by becoming human, God experiences and understands the suffering of the world. By experiencing the pain and hurt of this world, God stands in solidarity with those who are vulnerable with those who suffer, and with those who are humiliated. God goes to unimaginable lengths to let us know that he is with us and that he loves us. God knows what it's like to suffer. God knows what it's like to be vulnerable and humiliated. And because of this, we are not alone in the midst of our own sufferings and vulnerabilities. When we lose a loved one and we don't think we can go on without them. When we watch someone we love drown in addiction. When we feel hopeless or worthless. Even in the midst of our own brokenness and hurt, God says, I am with you and I love you. In a time of virus, in a time when our country is polarized by fear and hatred, this realization gives us hope. As difficult as those diagnostic check-ins might be, they provide an important overview of our wellness. They allow us to see where we have fallen short, what needs some tweaking, or what new habits we need to adopt so that we might live to the best of our ability. The gospel lesson this morning provides a wellness check intended to help us live to the best of our ability as we seek to grow in the likeness of Christ, to stop obsessing on ourselves and to truly see and care for those around us, especially those in need of compassion and mercy. God is always working to reconcile us, to draw us back into God's love and into the gift of deep, authentic life that God has given us. 
As one scholar writes, that is God's favorite project, to teach you and me the fundamental lesson, the secret, the truth, that to love is to live. Amen.